Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have jo- just kidding, not Justin Sandoval, nope. loser, not here. I love how we just rag on him when he's not here. Yep. Uh, Justin's not with us, but we do have our boy, Anthony Amato, who we, we like to call Shimato. We also have Zach Markham, a.k.a. Apple Zach's. It feels weird saying your real name first, then I usually go with the nickname first. Yeah, it is what it is. Man. Yeah, I, I think I'll do that next time again. And uh, Beanie, the pod dog, is somewhere squeaking around. Somewhere in the vicinity. So she will probably find a squeaky toy, in which case I'll give her this bone to calm her down once again. So, anyways, that's the uh, behind the scenes uh, for <laughs> this week's episode where we are reviewing Andor episode five, which is called. The Axe Forgets. Yes. Uh, really good episode. Lots to talk about. So um, we'll get there in a minute. But real quick, just a little bit of business. Uh, please follow us on all of our social media accounts, at Royal Geek Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, MySpace, whatever. Go find us. Um, and please leave a review or a comment on the video or the podcast, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. All of those things help us out tremendously. So... With that in mind, boys, are you guys ready to talk some Andor? Yep. Hold on. Yep. Hold on. Markham, are you ready to talk some Andor? Because you missed last week, bro. I did. I'm ready. You, you did? missed it. So, um, Beanie, go lay down. She's over there staring right at me. Gosh, she does not like when we record three podcasts in one night, boys. Yep. She gets antsy, and I do too. <laughs> so, let's get rolling. Uh, we do have a lot to get to tonight. Um Here's your spoiler warning for episode five. Uh, let's talk about it. What y'all think? Um, I thought like uh, overall it was a really good episode. I'm uh, the one thing I'm a little bit. It's a little bit odd. I didn't think that it was going to take this long to get to their uh, their mission. Like yeah. I was expecting, like maybe an episode to get from the time to the point, but they've drawn it out to where it's like an episode and a half so far, and they still haven't gotten to the mission. So we might not get to the... The mission might not be done for like... It may take like a two two full episodes to be able to even do that. So that's actually... That's something that's been kind of surprising to me so far. But do you know what? You can do that when you have 12 episodes. You know? Yes. You, can, you can... We're not even halfway done. You can build tension. You can build relationships. Yeah. You know, in between these groups, you know? You know, you can build all these interweaving things that are going along. But yeah, I felt like it was a really good episode. You got to see some really cool stuff. It was largely about building the dynamics inside the group. We saw some of that beginning at the beginning of through the end of the last episode. But this was a lot of about, you know, you know, them the tension of you know, really getting ready for this, like the final moments, everything's being finally put into place. And as you're seeing a lot of the setup for this, uh, this heist that they're planning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's been, it's been a slow build. Um, but I, I mean, I've enjoyed it cause like it has been like building, like you said, yes. like tension, uh, relationships and like, you got to see like a lot of good, um, characters like intertwining, like, uh, yeah. with, you know, Cassian and, uh, Arvel scheme, like just, going back and forth and like yeah. evaluating each other um and eventually like getting to like the point of their mission like you know now that they're um there you know it seems like they've been building on this for like a long time even to the point where they construct like their uh hideout or whatever exactly like within the same diameters yeah um of this like imperial base so they spent a lot of thoughts and a lot of time like planning yes. this and now they're 
final at the execution point. Downing so. to tr- downing down to the point of training on how to how to march like a soldier, how to yep. like do everything like a soldier. The little things are being just like worked out. It's like this. Um, it, it's like in a. Uh, and it's literally like you're seeing the montage of a heist movie going on yeah. um, as you're seeing like every single little detail being planned out and being worked on and, you know, everything is being done, you know, to the T, which very much makes me think that, you know, it's going to go just off Perfect. the rails almost immediately. Uh, like, you know, no, like, I think we all think that. victory. Hey, yeah. so real quick, I'm going to say, uh, first of all, episode Another intense episode, and the stakes always just feel so high yes, in Star yeah. Wars, and I think that's why I really enjoy the shows, and everything is so, uh, just like, not angsty, yeah. but it's just intense. On um, edge. On edge, like, that's yes. good, yeah. So, uh, however, a little pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm going to let you guys talk about it for a few minutes, because I have been summoned by the pod dog. She needs mm. to go outside. Oh, nice. yeah. All right. Well, I'll be let you, you must obey your master. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed like the setup and just like as they were going through. And um, one of my favorite parts was the when the lieutenant was at the at the base. Yeah. And they're talking about all this stuff. And he's being really hard on his men about inspections and things like that. And then um, and then, you know, they're talking about something and he's like, no, we don't need anybody here. We nobody can, or do, I don't want anybody to be, anybody to be um, here. I want them to be off in their own area. And then they come back and they're like, "Well, it would be really bad for morale for these people to not be here to watch this thing come in." And then he's like, "Well, I guess so." And it was, I felt like it was a great moment of like, it was it was a great moment of espionage because he makes it. He's almost incepting them, yeah, because that's what he wants. He Correct. wants the people to be there, but. By doing it the way he did it, and th- if there was ever any callback, if anything were to go wrong with the mission, or when, let's say the mission goes perfectly, but the Empire's looking back into it later on, well, he'd be like, well, I mean, I didn't even want people there, so why are we even, you, you, you shouldn't be looking at me at all. Yeah. Like, you know, so I felt like it was a great way of covering his own basis and, you know, making it seem like it was these other underlings idea to do the do the setup the way they're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's orchestrating it very, very well. Um, and it almost seems like there's something more at play here. Yeah. Um, so now, like like in the I think in the previous episode or the early part of this, episode, I can't remember, but the the roles shift. So like Cassian like put himself in that pilot role. Yes. So it seems like he's going to him and maybe a couple other people are going to be able to you know get that uh, freighter out of you yeah. know out of that base. But it it also seems like they're orchestrating it where like some people are going to stay behind to destroy the dam or yes. take out like as many Imperials as they can. So like he's wanting like all of his people like in one set location. Yes. So what very much be might be like, well, what if they destroy this dam and by destroying the dam, it just washes through the entire, right. like, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, instead of, you know, risking, 
you know, uh, instead of an uh, of them being able to take maybe 10, 15 Imperials, you know, because of their ability and, you know, to combat and stuff like now you can take out maybe hundreds of in- Imperials because now you're being taken them out by, you know, the water. Uh, so it might be e- multiple things for sure. Um, but it was just it's just really cool seeing how it's being set up. And I think also by him being so hard on his men, it, it also makes it, you know, less likely that they're going to be like, well, he's obviously the traitor, you know? Right. So like yep. it's kind of set up to where it's like, um, you know, you never think the person who's being really hard on people is going to be the one that's, you know, that's going to be tr- the traitor. You think of the person who's being lax, like the good, potentially the good guy, you know, like, yeah. oh, you know, like, oh, well, he always lets us go on, you know, leave, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, but no, this guy's like, no, I'm going to take away your, I'm going to, you know, be rethinking winter furloughs if you if you don't do <laughs> yeah, what I want yeah. you to do. Yeah. You know, so I thought it was really he's playing the part really well on base, making him out to be the, you know, really hard, you know, a hundred percent gung ho um in in it for the Empire guy. Yeah. Um I did enjoy like the first part of the episode where um I, I forget his name, but you see the the guy from uh that security unit. Yeah, uh, they end up, get, you know, he gets canned. Oh, um, uh, yes. Cyril? Yeah, right? yeah, yes. Cyril, yeah. Um, and they bring... Poor guy. Yeah, dude. But they bring back the cool, uh, the the blue, uh, what is it, ba- uh, Bankta milk Yeah. Uh, that you see in New Hope. So it's cool seeing that. Uh, cere- whatever cereal he was Yeah, eating. dude, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't tricks. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like some Star Wars version of uh, yeah, Captain Crunch. Yeah, you will see that on some s- store shelf soon. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Gr- Grogu Bites or something like yes. that. Yes. So uh, it was cool seeing that. Um, and I think uh, I'm really excited to see because it looks like the way they're going, there's going to be um, possibly some cameos from some of the characters in uh, a solo story. Oh, yeah. Um, it lo- just so going just going based off like the shelf that had all of um, the uh, the um, collections and stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, like the holocrons and stuff uh, that was owned by what oh, was it by Luthen? Yeah, Luthen. Yeah, Luthen. Um, you see those same holocrons using by Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Uh, in a solo story, like she has well, a Sith holocron. So. I mean, if you think about it, you know, maybe this whole maybe they borrowed Amelia Kit Clark for a day or two, you know, for uh, as they pull her away from Secret Invasion, you know, we're like, you know what, you want to reprise your role real quick, as you know, uh, you know, real quick, and you know being a small part and that's how we end up having uh they, they end up having moving from there to being with crimson dawn or something like that so you i could see something like that being playing out you know yeah so it really like makes me curious to see who like luthan's like in with like is he yeah. part, like is he in with crimson dawn or is he like in with like some sort of secret um Jedi, you know, order some yep. surviving Jedi that, you know, he's trying to help and, you know, build his rebellion and everything. So, yep. Well, are we 100% sh- uh, w- w- does Andor fall before or after Solo? After Solo. After Solo. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought I thought it was after Solo. Have for, to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so it'd be I mean, it would be interesting though, like maybe they sold it off or something like that or something like that after the events of Solo, and it ended up being in Luthen's hands for some reason. Um, you know, because, I mean, it's it really just like, uh, how did it get there, you know, to have a situation? Right. You know, uh, so, so that, that'd be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, there's a lot of, like, interesting just, 
you know, things that are kind of underhandedly happening throughout the story. Um, you know, I, I really, it, it, it's, I'm starting to, with the mission that is being built, I'm starting to kind of like, uh, in my mind, I'm trying to make, how is he going to get from how he feels right now about the rebellion to where he is in. Yeah, because he does not care. Yeah, he yeah, does not care right now. He's in um, it for the money. Yeah. yeah, he's in for the money. Like, what has to happen in this scene, in this, you know, in this time period for him to be, for the switch to kind of change for him to where he is willing to get, literally give up his life? I'm in, guessing that he's going to, like, know, be the only one, one to survive this heist. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, something he, like may, that. maybe not necessarily the only one, but I think there's going to be, he's going to see some major sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly even the guy who, um, his brother was a fa- uh, a farmer and Steve? had his, yes, right? um, yeah. who had his his land stolen and then his, his brother ended up committing suicide because of, you know, not being able to take care of his family and it just like ruining his life. Um, I could see, you know, especially with the way they were so hard on, um, him in this episode from that character's point of view, uh, from Skeen, and he was like, the way he took his Kyra crystal from him and, you know, it was very like that. I, I could see it being playing out to where there's a moment where they know that Ander needs to be the pilot now. And he's come to that realization. And maybe that character gives his life for Andor because he's not giving his life for Ander, really. He's giving his life for the Rebellion. And maybe that's something that Andor understands that idea that, yes, I know he's not giving his life for me. He's giving his life for the rebellion. So, like, maybe there's something more to this rebellion. Yeah. Like, you know, like seeing, you know, someone who doesn't even really like, you know, willing (laughs) to give his life. Does anybody like anybody in this group? I mean, I really I'm not sensing that there's any care with anyone. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're just they're just all in and, it for like one purpose. And that's what I was saying, like right before I left a little while ago. I was like, man, you just feel like the stakes are always so high. Yeah. With with these Star Wars stories, and like that's what I mean. Everything's gritty. Yeah. Everything is grim. Everything feels so desperate. Like these people have been living in the woods, you know, uh, planning this heist for for how long? Months. Yeah, yeah, I would assume it's got to be months. So. Yeah, 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 and like I think it's because everybody's like on this, especially when you're on the rebellion side, you're on this razor's edge, and anytime you're in any type of like resistance situation, you're on that razor's edge all the time because you know that there's just one tiny piece of information that ends up in the empire's hands, and your life and is done. forfeit. Yeah, you know, it not, not just your life. Anyone potentially connected with you could be mm-hmm. considered forfeit. So, like, if any of the links in the chain that they they have are too weak, the the whole thing breaks, yeah. and then it has a rippling effect out to all the families and friends of these people. So they're all just so skeptical of everyone around them. So it's hard, you know. Like, it, it's a more realistic idea than you know a lot of movies. It's like, oh, you joined the resistance. Now we're all family. Like that type of idea, you know, where like you join this group and like, you know, then you're you're instantly in it. Mm-hmm. But in this, it creates the real, very real situation that there are stakes that are outside of this group. You know, you know, it's not just about your life. It's about your family's life. It's about your friends' lives that could be very well affected if any of these people do not act to the best of their ability. Yeah. And come through on the, in the in the mission, in the field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty enjoyable so far. I'm not oh, yeah. sure. I'm not sure what what I missed when I went outside. So I mean, I might um, defer to you guys where you want to go it, next. Um, I just want to point out that one scene uh with him and uh, what was his name? Screet, the the guy that they were evaluating each other. Yes. Um, so it looks like apparently because they he pointed out like his tattoos and stuff. So uh, one of the tattoos um, referenced to Cratehead, which after doing like some uh, investigation yeah. and everything, it looks like they uh, it was a, an imperial camp or uh, some yeah. sort. Yeah, I so, assume that they were like prison tattoos, basically. Yeah. Um, in, in that um, he they both understood because in, in the, the main reason I learned it from the context clues of Andor had been in. He was talking about like being in a juvenile facility and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for a little bit, and then him recognizing them and knowing them kind of pointed at the fact that they were like prison related in some way. Um, so maybe, you know, something along the lines that he's been in that type of situation, sort of like, you know, Bill Burr's character from the Mandalorian had been, <laughs> yeah, he was in, you know, prison at one point, even Jin Urso had been in prison at one point, you know? Um, so there's a lot of people that are based off of this, like, in this being under imperial and um you know oppression it's in at some form or level whether it be um something that they pro- maybe deserved maybe they were stealing or something like that or maybe it was just because they were just not a hundred percent in lockstep with the empire you know mm. and you know there's a lot of that out there you know there's a lot of people that are just getting thrown in prison just because the empire can do it you know totally man absolutely yeah um, but I'm also curious about that whole scene is like he also mentioned like by the hand um, and then like they kind of left it at a, as a mystery because they yeah, said what yeah, is that? yeah not much is not much else is said. So what my speculation is is like like with him being like on that imperial base, if he had to uh, serve the empire in some you know sort sort of fashion, maybe doing like you know like almost like covert operations or like dirty jobs or like stuff that's like behind the lines yeah. um, for the emperor. Cause the only thing I could think is like by the hand, like, all right, so whose hand? And then, then it's probably like, could, could have been the emperor's hand. Um, so the emperor could have had like some sort of like special, like elite force of like prisoners of, or nobodies. Yeah. Um, like a suicide squad. Yeah. It's like a yeah. suicide squad almost. And if he was a part of that, and if that's going to like bring more light, you know, <laughs> you know, the next couple episodes or, you know, the next season, who knows? Interesting. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's obviously out of a very paranoid group of people. He's the most paranoid. Yes. Um. So I mean, that would make sense for why he would be, you know, do that. Or maybe, I mean, maybe the big twist will be he's still with the emperor. Yes. Like he is so paranoid that you know people don't think that there's any way that he could be you know the traitor you know so maybe he's literally still behind enemy lines you Hmm. know yeah maybe so that there is there is some sort of speed bump coming yes like it's oh yeah what it is but it's it's gonna be devastating yes it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty insane to see what's nothing in star wars movies and shows ever goes like According to plan, no, yeah, yeah, it never does. does. You know, there's yeah. always there's, there's always something that needs to be gotten over. There's always you know the first person misses with their first two shots. Yeah. You know, you know. How about how about old girl that uh, I don't even know her name, bro. But Juan she's Mothma. No, 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 no. That's the senator, right? Yes. No, the 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 lady that's a part of the Security Council from a couple episodes ago yes. who had the little scuffle with, you know, oh, talking about uh, jurisdiction and all that. Yes. 
whatever her name is. Sorry, don't know it. Um, uh, Lieutenant Deidre Miro. That might be it. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah Deidre. That sounds right. Yeah. And she's got her little assistant, and they're working overtime. You know. Yep. And you know they were like, all right, two more files each, and they're on to something. And I feel like they they even said a uh, you know all these different things that have happened. Yes. They said they've been too random to be random. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't necessarily know how they're going to be able, or if they will, but let's just assume that they connect all the dots and assume that this next attack is coming soon. I don't know how that's possible in a galaxy of countless sectors and planets and whatnot, but I feel like there's clearly... That just feels so far removed from everything else that it's almost like they're alluding to the fact that they're going to... Mess everything up for they're everyone gonna, else. Yeah, they're going to identify that there's a risk on this planet uh, Aldani or whatever. Yes, I mm-hmm. feel like they're going to they're going to pinpoint it before it happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they do. That is very likely to where th- that they're going is that they are they're literally tracking the rebellion without yeah, knowing yeah. that that's what they're doing. Like they know they're tracking something, but they don't really know what it yeah, is. Yeah, because there is no official rebellion. Yet. No. Yeah. So they're seeing all this stuff, and it's not really making sense, you know. But that's kind of the point: is that it's not making sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> like that—that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it, you know, worth looking into. Is because it's like she like she said, it's too. Or I don't know if it was her or her or assistant, it but was. it's too it random to be yeah. random. Or you maybe know? the uh, the heist. Is going to be the final straw for them. Like yeah. maybe they, maybe like they won't call it out ahead of time. Yeah. Maybe that's probably a better call. That the heist is still going to happen. That security council is going to hear about it. She's going to hear about it, and she's going to be like, "Okay, now I see." You know. Yeah. Like maybe that's like the yeah the final piece in the puzzle. Yeah, because this is, like, this is the first time that like that that really overconfident commander of that committee. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who's just a, again? Don't know his name. Sorry, but uh, he. <laughs> To a T, like the the empire, yes. right? Uh-huh. I could see him now because their their wallets are about to get hit hard. Oh yeah, right. Yep. They're taking a whole quarter's worth of pay for an entire sector. Isn't that what their the yes. heist is? Yeah, I don't know exactly how much that is, but it's got to be a lot. It's got to be a lot. It's a lot of credits. Well, and it, it it's not even really about the money. It's about the idea that their money can be gotten to by like in the yeah, idea, yeah like by someone like by, it's in their mind by. Potent, like savages on a planet, like that's yes, how they view like, yeah, these like, people. Yeah, like, yeah. and not some super organized group in their mind. Right. It's literally, I mean, it, it's kind of the idea of if you if you you know can make a god bleed, then you can make them you can make them mortal in your mind at the very least. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of what the what it is is it's 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 showing that that someone can stand up to the empire and that is mm. worse than you know that is way worse than someone actually getting a defeat of the empire it is someone showing that the empire isn't all knowing that is they aren't infallible yeah there you go yeah cuz i mean right now like they're not they're not at war with anybody like yeah. right now like they're they're very organized but they're not having to deal with like this this conflict you no. know from like a from you know an opposing and he said an organized force you Correct. know i mean there's little things happening popping up here and there but they're able to just throw numbers at it and you know squash yeah. out things the in their mind there are criminal elements out there and they're working and 
right. you know, conniving, but there's nothing that's, you know... There's no organized threat yes, yet. Yes, the, there's no organized, tangible threat that, you know, it shows any sort of weakness in the Empire's grasp. Yeah, totally. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see, like... Because I feel, I feel like once they finally, you know, once we get in the, once they get inside the base and everything, and we get down to like the heist, um, as far as like what's going to come to light. Because I feel like there's going to be like some sort of like backstabbing in a way. Yeah. Because um, this whole episode, it, it had a uh, a turn feel. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like turn that um, with the uh, between like the British and uh, American everything, but yeah. uh, it was definitely like a very like backstabbing spy feel. Where somebody is going to double cross somebody, yeah, um, and like you said, it might be uh, Cassian be the only one that makes it out. It, it could be very much that. It could be something along the lines of maybe because they're really like they're all kind of in it on their own like moments. Maybe someone there. Maybe even uh, Skern is not actually a turncoat, but maybe he sees somebody there who was like directly related to his you know, brother's death. Yep. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he recognizes somebody and he just cannot hold back, you yep. know, his rage. And he ends up throwing every, a wrench into everything by stepping out of line and, you know, going after him. Because they've shown that he has a propensity to, you know, be, be violent. Yes, be yeah. impi- impulsive and violent. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be something like that that sets him off. It could be something, uh, uh, I don't know, it could be even something with, Andor, where he's, you know, set off in some sort of way, you know, maybe he sees out, it could be something crazy where like, maybe he hears or sees something directly related to his sister, you know, and he ends up kind of going off track in some way that he doesn't feel like is necessarily being, throwing off the, um, the, the mission, but because he does that, something else gets thrown off and, you know, they're not able to complete something on time. It just, you know, has a cascading effect and causes issues down the line. So I could see something like that potentially even happening to where, you know, it's little things, you know, not purposeful, potentially Mm, um, treachery, but, you know, like I said, they've been, they've made a very big point of, you know, everyone's, although they technically have the same mission, everyone's kind of in our, in it on their own thing, even though Andrew's the only one getting paid, but they're all kind of there for their own reason, you know? Well, yeah. Do you think he's, he's not the only one getting paid. They're literally stealing money. Well, I think, well, I I don't think they're stealing money in this. It's for, I I don't think they're stealing money for the purpose of them splitting it. Well, fair, but they've got to be getting something, dude. I mean, I think the uh, well, okay. So, uh, in, I meant by getting like they, they all have their own motives, is what I think it is. Yeah, and I agree with that. Like yeah. in a sense of technically, they're all even all the everyone other than Andor is there for yeah. the going to be like rebellion. Skeen wants revenge. That what, yes. what's his name? Nemec or is that his that his name? The little the young kid. Yes, Ke- yeah. I think it's like Karis Nemec. Yeah, um, he, like he's, he's, he's there, there for, for the idea. Yes, for the morals. Yes, <laughs> which he has. A target on my back, on his back, in my mind. I feel like he's gonna be. I, I don't think he's gonna make it out of this mission. Yeah, Should probably not. Like, like yeah. he's just—he's too idealistic in my mind. Like, <laughs> I, I just—I just feel like he's—he's gonna be that you know moment where he'll, he's gonna end up in that moment where he's gonna die in somebody's arms. Like, I really feel like mm. that's that that that's yeah. this kid's like 
purpose in life. I, almost like a moment with like uh, <laughs> Spider Man, like when he in Endgame. Like I feel like he has that vibe going on to where he's going to be a tragic death yes. for a young for a yes, young like like an innocent almost like yeah. getting knocked off. You know? Yeah, I could see that. Mm. Yeah, I could totally see that. Well, I'm I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to see how this uh, this heist happens. I love a good heist, and they are <laughs> literally. I mean, I have never seen so much on-screen practice for a heist in, like, any show or movie. Yeah. No. I mean, Especially like, not in a show. Like, yeah, it, dude, is, it is very rare to see it in a show. It's usually they're, just, they like... two episodes practicing, and we've seen, yes. like, lots of, lots of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I also think, like, the... the I feel like something's got to happen with my Mothmus family. I feel like yeah, we like, didn't even talk about that yet, and just like there's clearly some issues with the husband and the yes, daughter. Yes, um, and, and like, do you think that they even know that she's a part of this? Rebellion? I think I think I think the husband has an inkling of an idea of what is going on, or or maybe not necessarily that specifically what's going on, but he has an idea that she is up to moving something. something. Like something is not completely above board with what she is doing. Right. Um, because I think that's why he's so like you know, kind of defensive when she's talking about the creation of a new charity and like where's this money going and stuff like that. I think so. I feel like maybe he doesn't necessarily think specifically that she's backing something like that, but he he might be just thinking simply something as she's cheating or something like that. Yeah, you know, type of situation or like you know maybe she's cheating with Luther with the dr- or with the driver. Or with the driver. He doesn't remember any of the driver's names. Yes. Like, so, um, so I think there's just something there. I do want to kind of know a little bit, like, what's up with the daughter? Like, you know. Yeah, dude. That was like, weird. I mean, yeah, I get that she's like a teenage girl, but it's like, wow, you're, or, or, I don't know, maybe I, I could potentially see something where, like, the daughter has very, like, maybe she has very rebellion vibes in her, but. She she sees her parents as a part of the, like the you know the the big like big brother organization. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, um, she in her mind backs the rebellion, but her mother who is literally backing the rebellion, but can't say that she's backing the rebellion type of situation. So she's literally calling her out for you know. I could see it being one of those. Type yeah, of yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Where it's like she should be, her mother should be her hero in this situation, mm, but yeah. because of this, because of the literal circumstances of what it is, her mother can't be her hero in her eyes. Sure, you know. <laughs> so I could see it be something like that. I could see that. Yeah, a lot of depths. Yeah, man, lots. Um, and uh, you know, we we only got a little scene of Luthen, right? He was like trying to listen to some back channel. Yeah. Kind of um, calms. Um, Some paranoia going on. Lots of paranoia. He's really yeah. nervous. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys sense that he was having seven, or, uh, second guesses about uh, Andor? I mean, I think he's just kind of nervous about the whole situation yeah, and, like, what's happening. He's anxious, man. Um, yeah, because, I mean, y- you pull somebody in, you never really know how they're going to react that first time out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's seen his face. He knows... I mean, he obviously has something to protect in ways to, um, you know, the whole situation. Uh, he has a life to protect and, you know, may, maybe more people. And he knows that he's building something, but, you know, yeah. who knows where it'll be. You know, it could be the end of something or it could be the very beginning of something. Yeah. 
What do you guys think is going to happen with uh, Cyril? The the at the beginning, you know, dude eating the cereal and his. They keep talking about his uncle. Was it Harlow? Yeah. Do we have yeah. any idea who that is? Is that like a significant name to you, Markham? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, not yet. Okay. I think it's going to be something totally new. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I do. I do see him probably potentially switching sides to to do good. Um, like to join the rebellion. Correct. So, really? Yeah. So I'm kind of like I'm getting. There's like too much going on where like he like he does enjoy like uh you know organized structure, yeah. which I think what he was trying to get at like with the imperial and everything. But I think like with him getting fired from whatever company that was, and then like him probably potentially trying to join the empire, he's going to see like a lot of flaws where like they're not going to want him in a sense. Yeah, and it's going to kind of turn him away into him doing something he didn't think that he would have done, which yeah. would, like, get involved in the rebellion mm. or something like that. Well, well, I think, like, not so much, like, uh, he likes structure a lot, but I think he likes the idea of doing good. Correct. And I think he felt like he was doing good in this and working along the lines, but then he's starting, he's seen the flaws of this system. Yep. So I could see it potentially going that way. He kind of has almost, like, a fulcrum kind of vibe to me. Yeah. Um, like, in that situation where he could be someone who works from the inside to help out um, the rebellion, but stays inside in general um, yeah. inside of it. Um, so that could be a very interesting situation with him. I mean, he, obviously something's got to happen. I, I, maybe he's going to throw a wrench into something, you know, and be his own kind of like, maybe it'll be a situation where he's goes on his own Anti-hero? to try to catch. <laughs> yeah. You do want to catch Andor. Okay. And then okay. in the moment, like maybe he comes to that and he's the person who actually catches Andor, but then he has a choice to make. Like, yeah. and he sees like through all this stuff, do I want to turn him into the rebellion or do I want to help him escape? You know, that type mm. of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see that kind of playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, boys, any last words on, uh, this episode before we wrap it up? No, I don't have anything else, man. I'm just, you know, like you said, I'm waiting to get to this heist and see how it's going to turn out. Yeah. yeah. I wonder who's going to die first. Because they're, they're not all making it out, man. No. I'm calling it right now. No. It's probably the kid, right? That's what you said, Shimada. Uh, I don't know if... I don't know if he'll die first, but okay. I definitely... I, I think he's I think he's <laughs> His dead. days are numbered, yes. Shimada said. His hours are numbered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, that's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, big thanks again for tuning in and listening. We really appreciate you. Just a reminder... Hit the like button on the video if you're on your if you are on YouTube. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Subscribe if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or somewhere else. Um, please leave a review, leave a comment, share the podcast. All these things help us out a lot. And yeah, please come back next week. We will be continuing to review Andor, and also next week is a big week for us because we'll be uh, we'll have reviews on the finales of. Rings of Power, and She-Hulk. So a lot happening on the Royal Geek Podcast. Yep. Justin should be back for that. Our fingers are crossed. Um, so with all that in mind, for my good friends Shimato and Applezax, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.